friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with one of my favorites of all time, Shannon Fouts. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I know you've told me that you've had a long week, so I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with me today. Um, I, uh, you know, I say this a lot and I know that our list, my li- the listeners sometimes wonder, like, if I'm being sincere when I say one of my favorites or whatever, but, you know, I- I've explained before that, like, our students are, you know, we have favorites and, and, and so many of, of them are because we keep cycling through students, right? Uh, but, uh, but Shannon and I have stayed in touch and, um, and she is back here at Cal Poly now, currently working on her Master's of Business Administration in the Orpala College of Business. And I could not be um, more happy for her and more excited for her. She is a 2017 graduate of our program also. So Shannon, super excited to have you here. Thanks so much. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks. Yeah. I got to let's first things first. Let's get the important stuff out of the way. How's your golf game going? It's uh, you can you can't see on the podcast, but my clubs are in the corner. In my room I can here. See them. <laughs> uh, it's going. I haven't had as much time to golf as I wish, but um, we've yeah. been playing more tennis recently, which has oh. been so fun. But oh. um, okay, yes. get tennis. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, you know. Um, as they say, a lot of business gets done on the golf course, right? So NBA candidate and all, I mean, you can make the case for uh, taking the time for some golf. Or No, that's just... actually one of the reasons why I took up golf was because yeah. I was kind of tired of, you know, in my working life, hearing people talk about doing golfing things together. Yeah. I was like, I'm athletic enough. I think I can learn this. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to be excluded from any fun or important business stuff. So uh, yeah, I took it up like three years ago. And I think I could hold my own. <laughs> I love it. And I, I, uh, Shannon and I have golfed together and I think you can too, for sure. And you've got that athleticism and that drive that we'll, we'll talk about here in a second as we, as we delve into your background. Tell us where you're from originally, Shannon. You know, and you know, I know the answers to almost all of these questions, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway, so ask you anyway, so everyone else can find out. Yeah. So um, I was born and raised in a small town in central Oregon uh, called Sisters. For most people that don't know where that is, it's right in the middle of the state. And it's about 15 minutes from Bend, which has become like the the hot spot for people to move in the Northwest. Um, But it's a very small town. We still don't even have a traffic light. Uh, Yeah, we've just put in a a traffic uh, circle. And it's been very controversial for the towns, the townspeople. Oh, yes. As roundabouts tend to do, right? Yeah. Big city city things. So, um, yeah, it's it's a really tight-knit community. And I really love, you know, obviously my parents are still there. So I just, I love being there whenever I can. Yeah, going back. I love it. That's awesome. So, so tell me what what your parents did while while you were growing up. Uh, so I had a bit of a unique upbringing. My uh, dad actually was a professional football player. Uh, he played for the San Diego Chargers for 15 years. And uh, he was in the Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, 
I unfortunately I was not alive at the time of his, you know, career playing. So mm -hmm. I never got to see it live. But um growing up, he was a broadcaster for, you know, ABC, CBS, uh, various broadcasting uh, you know, entities for the NFL or college football. And um, he also did a little bit of acting. He was in uh, The Water Boy with a little cameo, which is fun. Right. And yeah, uh, you get to see all those, right? Yeah. So I had a really in unique upbringing in that sense that I was really exposed to a lot of travel and sports um, in the, you know, at the highest level. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's my dad. And then on the other hand, my mom is equally, if not more impressive in that she's a um, event producer and she, her background was in sport event production and then in concert production. And she now does um, kind of philanthropic work for our town and our school district and sisters where she raises money and gets these incredible artists to come in to donate their time. And it raises money for the school's, uh, school district for, you know, arts programs, sports, academics, all of that. So, it. yeah, it was a fun blend of entertainment and sport and just really cool, cool experiences as a kid. I bet. I bet. And, um, and shout out to mom and dad. I, uh, I obviously knew the answer to that question because, um, when, when Shannon was here at Cal Poly and, and she was, uh, she was on our quiz bowl team. She was on the quiz bowl practice squad uh, with us. And, uh, and I think it was, I think that's when I first asked you, I had already, I had known you for a little while and I was like, shot in the dark. Are you, do you, are you related to, to Dan Fouts? And you're like, yeah, that's my dad, dummy. I was like, he didn't say dummy, but I was thinking dummy. Um, and I was like, that's awesome. Because, you know, me growing up and being uh being old um i obviously know your dad know of your dad and uh, the air coriel years i remember growing up um his uh for those who don't know um her uh shannon's dad as a hall of famer like she said like was a part of the, the early like resurgence of passing right and um and and really kind of ushered in the modern era if you will and so yeah pretty cool very, very cool and and shannon's senior year we we had her dad to the uh at our auction dinner fundraiser and one of the best moments of all time for the auction dinner fundraiser this guy two two people bid for a ball and uh for for dan to for dan to sign and then they got to catch a pass, and one of the guys, one of the guys, you know, you expect like you're in a ballroom, you expect like the 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 Hall of Famer to kind of lob it to the person. Uh, no, not Dan Fouts, right? He whipped that sucker across the ballroom, <laughs> and it went right through the guy's hands, and uh, and somehow skidded off the table, did not break a glass. And um, I think those guys, that guy's friends are still clowning him to this day <laughs> that he spent like a thousand or two thousand dollars on a ball and then missed the, uh, <laughs> missed the pass. <laughs> yes, that's very on brand for my dad. He, you know, he wouldn't just lob that ball. It's a lightning oh, literal lightning bolt right yeah. at the guy you know he oh, can't man. turn it off <laughs> man he spun that tight spiral i mean that thing was perfect that was <laughs> that was awesome but um let's talk let's uh let's continue with the family uh what about siblings yeah so i come from kind of a blended family my parents were married prior to them meeting each other so i have 
half siblings, uh, which are essentially my full siblings. There's no difference in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I've got an older brother who's 16 years older than I am and an older sister who's 15 years older than I am. And that's on my dad's side. And mm-hmm. then I've got an older brother who's five years older than me on my mom's side. Right on. Right on. We share, that all, we share that as well. I, I have that in my family as well. And we, we definitely treat each other as full. And I think that's the way it should be. And that's awesome to hear. Um, so let's talk about that path to Cal Poly. You know, it's a long ways from Sisters, Oregon down here to slow. Um, how did that connection come about? You know, obviously I know, but I want you to tell our listeners. Yeah. So, you know, when I was looking for colleges, I kind of knew I wanted to get out of Oregon. I was, you know, I traveled a lot, um, and especially in California, because that's where both of my parents are from. My mom's from SoCal. My dad's from the Bay Area. So we would do a lot of road trips up and down the coast. And I kind of knew I wanted to, you know, expand my boundaries a bit. Um, so when I was gearing up, my uh, oldest brother went to San Diego. My other brother went to um, Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles. And my sister went to Santa Barbara uh UCSB Community College or Santa Barbara City College. So I was familiar kind of with this area a little bit. Um, And I did this big college road trip with my oldest brother and my parents and we drove to slow. We stayed in Avila. And it was one of those moments of just knowing I walked on campus. I sat in the UU with my dad and I just knew I saw, you know, how everyone was interacting with each other, all the students. Um, and I really just loved the town of San Luis Obispo. It reminded me a lot of where I grew up with a lot of focus on nature and, you know, being close with the outdoors. Um, so that was kind of my main, you know, my main motivation. I I got in academically. Um, and at the same time, I'd been playing competitive volleyball since I was like eight years old. And um, I wanted to play in college, but I never really thought it was an option for me. And after I found out I got into Cal Poly, I had reached out to our, the coach here and Cal Poly is a division one school. And to be honest, I did not know if I was good enough to get onto a division one team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the stars aligned and they had an open uh, walk on spot. So I was a preferred walk on and I was able to um, join that team along with joining freshman year of college. So it was just like the perfect scenario. Right. I love it. And um and, and, and while you were here, we ended up uh, we ended up starting a, a beach volleyball team as well, right? When you started, there was not one, right? Yes. So I was technically a dual sport athlete at Cal yes. Poly um, my freshman year. So I you would play fo- uh, indoor volleyball in the fall, and then usually you'd have off season and not compete till the next year. Right. Well, my freshman year was the first year that Cal Poly uh, started a beach volleyball team which what they did was they took all of the indoor players and put us on the beach. Now, none of us or very few of us had actually had any formal training in beach volleyball, which a lot of people don't understand have different rules, different, you know, there's a different amount of people on the court. Um, So we just, we were the inaugural team. Uh, My partner Taylor and I had the first ever win in Cal Poly history. So we were really excited about that. Um, And then, you know, by my senior year, we were ranked 15th in the nation. And since graduating, we've won the Big West title. 
um, in both indoor and beach. And then the beach team's gone to the national championship tournament. So it's been just this crazy ascent for this growing sport. And being there from day one is just so special. It's just been the one of the greatest experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so awesome. It's so very cool to um to to hear you talk about it and hear the pride in your voice. And um, and you know, I went out, I guess it was that your senior year that I went out and um yeah. my, my, my kids still talk about it. I don't think um I don't think I could ever get them to go to a beach volleyball game again because uh that that day we, we went out there, it was like 45 and like <laughs> the wind was blowing like 50 miles an hour and my kids were like huddled up underneath I had a towel over them and uh and still Shannon I the respect I mean I already had like a huge amount of respect for you as an athlete but just the fact that you could even that anyone could play volleyball in that weather and and it was just unbelievable i could not you guys acted like it wasn't even windy you know <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's a full element sport which is the big difference between the two indoor and beach i mean we would play in rain you know and it just changes the entire strategy it was there was some very i remember that day very very well and to yeah. this day I will always say that wind is my least favorite element i don't care i hate the wind <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about um, your time here. We've talked, we've obviously talked um, a little bit about um, your your role as a student athlete and as a dual sport student athlete, which is a, a really rare thing. Um, I, I wonder if you can reflect on a little bit about what it was like in balancing all of that. You know, I, I have um, the utmost respect for, for you from that perspective, right? I mean, you were, not only were you uh, a dual sport student athlete, you were a top-notch student. Like you were always um, top of the class in, in every in, in every class you ever took with me. And just always so impressed by your work ethic and the achievement that you you showed. I mean, I talked about, we had, when Shannon was here, we, we won the national championship, I think twice in um, academic quiz bowl and since shannon was playing a varsity volleyball she couldn't travel to the academic quiz bowl with us so she was on the practice squad and like helped us prepare um so uh what was it like i mean how, how in the world did you balance it all sometimes i don't know it's it's such an <laughs> It's an it's, it's such an interesting and unique experience that I think most athletes could attest. It's the best experience of your life, but the hardest experience of your life. Um, it is the ultimate balancing act. Um, I think a lot of athletes, you know, have to learn time management and prioritization and being really communicative. I think that's where I really tried my best to, you know, talk with my professors and let them know where I was at, you know, being, you know, transparent about, you know, some of the hard things you're going through and some of the restraints you have in terms of your schedule. But, um, you know, there were some weekends that I didn't get to go have as much fun as everybody else because I had to put my head in my books uh, because I couldn't, you know, you'd have less time in the day for school. Um, but I think honestly, I really enjoyed that. I think I operated at a really high level. It's kind of what I call like the flow zone of you don't have time to really think about it. You just do it. Yeah. And it's, it was so great. I mean, I miss that a lot. I don't know if I could do it again. Um, but it was 
such a really, I mean, I think it, it, it influenced who I am as a person now, hundred percent. Right. I bet. I bet. Um, and, and, and so you, you've already, you've already answered that in my next question. Like uh, what, what, uh, what experience, you know, in college do you think um, really impacted you from a professional development perspective? And I think you just answered that, right. But, uh, yeah. but if, but if there's anything else um, that you could highlight, is, is there anything else that you, where you look back and you're like, oh, wow, that really helped to make me the professional that I am today? Oh, yeah. I mean, my experience in the um, RPTA program was just, that was like the cherry on the top. I thought I had it made with volleyball. And then I get to my first day of class and it just so it spoke to me in such a way where I was like, I didn't know this was something you could study in school. Um, And a lot of my teammates especially had no idea what I was studying. And I'm, you know, out there in the field doing all these great things. And I think, you know, it's so cliche to say, but the, the learn by doing is something that it's like my life motto now. I mean, I'm always trying to see like, how can I get my hands on it? How am I going to learn this? And really, you know, I think having that kind of mentality only helps you when you're, you know, working in your career because you can't be afraid and not ask questions and be invested in something. And so I think just the curriculum at Cal Poly was so beneficial to learning, you know, how to get things done and, you know, enjoying it too, which I think was the best part. Yeah, of course. Of course. I love it. All right. Well, let's talk about, um, let's talk about that, uh, that post or or moving, not, not yet post, but moving out of Cal Poly phase, right? Um, Our current students in particular love to hear about what you did for your internship and how you got it and what it was like and all those sorts of things. Um, So you had a pretty, you had a pretty amazing one. So why don't you, why don't you tell us about it, and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I got very lucky. Um, I, I had an interesting experience because most, you know, if you graduate in four years, most people do the internship spring of spring quarter of your graduating year. Yeah. Um, because I was playing beach volleyball, I could not dedicate, you know, the hours necessary for the internship uh, during that quarter. So I worked out a deal to do it uh, the summer following walking. uh, Yeah, that makes sense, right? (laughs) The summer following graduation. Um, And, you know, Dr. Hendricks was extremely instrumental in helping me get this internship. I had expressed, you know, there are certain companies I was really intrigued by and wanted to look at. And I was open to going out, out of slow for this because I was graduating and, you know, ready to start career life. Mm -hmm. Um, And he connected me with, uh, Pebble Beach, uh, the resort hospitality mecca in uh, Carmel, California. And um, essentially, my internship was working within the Pebble Beach company. And I was the intern for the Pebble Beach Company Foundation, which I'm is their... Sure oh, there's my watch talking to me. Sorry. <laughs> um, the Pebble I'm Beach Company. I'm sure he understands. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Um, but the foundation is essentially the nonprofit, you know, philanthropic arm of the larger resort and golf course yeah. entities. Yeah. Um, so I moved to Carmel. I worked up there for five months. Um, it was an incredible experience. I learned so much. Um, I did a lot of, you know, data management, uh, event management. You know, I got into conference services for a little bit and helped them write BEOs. So I kind of just got to put my hands in a lot of different pots, essentially, and 
um, I made some really fabulous connections up there that I still, you know, I still keep in touch with my, uh, with Susan Murfeld, who was my boss, who's the, you know, the, the VP of the foundation. And she's been mm-hmm. fabulous for me as well. Right, Alan. Shout out to Susan there. So uh, did you miss, did you miss love? A hundred percent. I, <laughs> the, the pro and the con of playing on a sports team is you have, you know, you have your best friends are years below you. So when I graduated, I still had, you know, ton of friends and that were still playing or still in yes. slow. And yeah. I, I love Carmel, but it's not the most fun place to live as a young 20 year old. Um, right. Right. It's not as <laughs> much to do. So I did tend to come down to slow for the weekends, especially to go to volleyball games and see my friends. And it kind of became a pattern where I realized, oh, this is, you know, there's a reason I keep coming back. I think I need to figure out a way to get back to slow. I loved it so much. Right. And so lo and behold, you did, right? And uh, and you started your, uh, you still started your Telosa journey uh, for almost, almost five years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about that. You know, I think it's it's a it's really interesting when I look at it, and and obviously I I, I know because we stayed in touch, but but you were able to you were able to kind of you know uh, work your way up in, in Tolosa Winery, and um, and you don't always see that with with smaller businesses like a, like a winery, and so I wonder if you can talk a little bit about that um, that experience over the last five years and, and what it meant to you and, and what it meant to you as a, as a, as a young professional and, and getting to, to come back to the town that you loved and to, to, to you know, reconnect or stay connected with, with all of your friends and, and, and also, you know, be a working professional and, and build a career. What was, um, what was, what was that like? Yeah, I, um, so I actually got that job through connections I made at Pebble beach. Um, I had known I wanted to go back to slow and had expressed that to some people. And, you know, Tolosa Winery is actually owned by a Cal Poly alumni, uh, Robin Baggett, who is a baseball alumni as well. And the baseball stadium is named after him. So he got my resume and was very impressed with, you know, being an athlete, wanting to come back to slow. And essentially he kind of took a shot on me because I didn't really have a background in wine. Um, I knew hospitality thanks to, you know, our department, but not any technical thing about wine. I obviously like to drink it, but that's a little different. (laughs) So Robin took a shot on a chance on me and gave, you know, got me this job, which was such a great introduction to the industry because I really started at pretty much the lowest level. Um, I was a, a host in the tasting room. So I led, you know, the educational wine tasting hospitality experiences, which drawing from, our PTA was so much of, you know, you know, engaging with customers, motivations, and really giving that excellent customer service in order for, you know, business to come back. So I really, I spent about eight or nine months in the tasting room, just kind of learning, you know, how was wine made and what's the difference between a Pinot Gris and a Pinot Noir and, you know, all the little ins and outs of it. And then I kind of found that I was getting a little uh, you know, working in a tasting room, you're working on the weekends and selfishly, I, I wanted a more of a traditional nine to five. So I got more invested in our, um, wine club department, which, you know, there's memberships that go on, um, throughout the year. And so I got really into, you know, customer service, data management, 
Um, and then that morphed into sales. And then I got this sales role where I was doing direct phone and email sales with our, you know, large customer base. And then, um, you know, in my last year, year and a half there, I was the manager of our inside sales department. So I was, you know, helping strategize the marketing campaigns and having, you know, you know, conducting like all the financial reporting for the sales department and all those kind of things. Um, so yeah, it was really cool, kind of similar to Pebble. I really was able to see all these different departments and kind of work a little bit in each of them. So I would kind of have a, I have a really good broad knowledge of a lot of these types of things within the winery. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you said, it's a small business. So the one thing I noticed by the end of my time there is I wasn't really seeing another step forward for me that I was, you know, wanting to either wait for or take. So that's kind of, you know, fast forward to, you know, now that's kind of where I'm at, but I am so grateful for that experience. I love the people still, I still go there and taste wine. Um, yeah, you've always got a home uh, that you can go out to. And, uh, and I can attest since I, since I, during, um, when uh, Shannon was was there at Tolosa, I can test, attest to how good she was at her job uh, with uh, with the hosting aspect. Like I took a couple of buddies out there who were back from the East Coast and um, we walked away and one of them looked at me and he was like, that might have been the most fun two hours I've ever had. That was insane. Because uh, <laughs> Shannon came out of, like telling stories and you know, uh, you know, uh, obviously tasting wine is a fun thing to do, but, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good, uh, period there for you. Let's talk about, um, the meat of what I want to talk about today is, is this decision to get an MBA, right? And, um, and, and obviously, um, it, it's, it's one that people the world over make a decision, about and so I wonder if you can walk us through that thought process and 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 how you ended up um, in the MBA program at uh, at Orfala. Yeah, that it's I still can't believe that it's happened. You know, it's it's so surreal a little bit because about a year ago I had this kind of just inkling thought in my brain that wouldn't go away. Um, of just thinking, what's my next step? Um, I kind of knew that my time at the winery was probably had another year on it, but I, I was just, you know, do I want to stay in hospitality? Do I want to switch to, let's say tech or, you know, the medical field? I mean, there's so many options and I kind of was in this place of thinking, well, what, how can I make myself the most diversified candidate for other types of roles that might not be in hospitality? Um, and that's kind of where this idea of the MBA program came. And I'm very thankful for you because I, you know, I was talking your ear off about this decision because it was so difficult because I, to be honest, I was so comfortable and happy in my job. I loved the people. It was great. The schedule was fabulous, but there was a, there was an element in my heart of like feeling complacent a little bit and that fear of being complacent and not you know, not doing all that you can do while you're here on this earth, which is a really like big way to say this, but I really wanted something bigger, I think. Yeah. That's that achievement orientation that you have, I think. And um, I think a lot of people have that, but probably not at the level (laughs) that, that, that you do. And so I I think, um, uh, 
You know, a couple things I would say. I think it's really important to have someone um, who's maybe not family, right? I mean, family, it's um, they are absolutely important as a sounding board and as an ear. Um, but but someone else that you can bounce things off of, I think, is is really important in our lives. And and um, and and that um, so I was I was happy to, to do that. But I mean, I think it was more me just saying, yes, I know you can do it because I, I, I know you can. And, um, and so, uh, now that you're in the program, let's, uh, let's, um, let's kind of talk about that a little bit, because I think it is probably one, there's probably a lot of people out there who are like, uh, yeah, that sounds great and all, but I don't know that I could do it. Like, uh, what's it like? Um, how are you, how are you managing? And, um, and all that jazz. Yeah. So the uh, Cal Poly or, you know, the Orfla MBA program is really great. There's a 10 month accelerated option, or there's a two year where if you do the two year, you can pretty much work at the same time. You take a lighter course load, Uh me wanting to challenge myself uh, and also looking at it as almost a little bit of a step back from career to do some self, you know, improvement. I'm looking at it as almost like a gap year. So I'm doing the accelerated 10 month curriculum. Um, And in that time I'm taking, you know, I have a full load of courses right now. I'm in five different classes. Um, And what's really great about this program is it's really broad. So we're going to touch upon, you know, human resource management, financial accounting, marketing, uh, data analytics. So it's, it's a really broad base of curriculum. Um, and you know, in my undergrad, I took a couple business classes and I did well in them and I actually really liked them. And what I found is there's a lot of correlation with the, the RPTA curriculum as well. Cause we did a lot of, you know, finance type of things or stuff with Excel and marketing. I mean, we have a whole class on experiential marketing and stuff like that. And I've really seen a good connection between the two where I don't feel, I was really nervous think going in thinking, Oh, I'm not a business undergrad. I don't know these things. And now I'm like, Oh, I did actually learn these just in a little bit of a different way. Um, So it's been really great. I feel like I'm learning something new every day, but I'm really being challenged. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. And and um I, I know probably you haven't had too much of a time, too much of a, a chance to, to catch your breath and think about what's next, but um but but have you have you I, I assume that because I know you pretty well, like um have you uh ha, have you had those thoughts or you have you had have you had a draw to a, t- a certain industry or you are you just gonna figure it out when you uh when you get there? That's, that's the golden question. Um, I, I have a lot of people in my cohort that know exactly what they're going to do when they graduate. And I'm skewing a little bit more towards that. I'm still trying to keep an open mind in terms of, you know, industry or what I want to go into. Um, I will say, I feel fairly confident that by getting this uh, higher degree, I'm going to make myself a very appealing candidate to whatever position it is. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, if anyone's listening to this podcast and wants to hire me after graduating, I love it. I love it. Very good marketing there. I love it. So let's 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 dive into this a little bit, uh, Shannon. I think this will be really interesting for the listeners who who don't really know. Obviously, some will, but um, what can you do with an MBA? 
does it pretty much open up um it, 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 does, does it pretty much open up the world like uh, to you in terms of uh what you can do like where, where where do most of your or where will most of your cohort end up do you think there's a lot of people uh, in marketing, marketing management. Um, that's something I'm definitely looking into. I really enjoy telling a brand story and, you know, getting connecting with people um, on a broad scale. Um, there's a, quite a few people that are very entrepreneurial, so they can start their own business. They're going to have all the tools to do that. Um, quite a few people are in the computer science realm. So we might see people that are going to be, you know, programmers and, you know, able to do their own tech startups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, there's the traditional kind of financial accounting people that want to be, you know, the CFO one day or, you know, the beauty of the program is kind of depending on what direction you want to go. You can make yourself a C-suite level person and it can be CEO, CMO, you know, CFO, all of those things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see. I I think what's the best part about being in this cohort is, you know, I'm making new connections with people I would never have met before yeah. and connections that will just benefit career, you know, opportunities going forward, too. 100%. I love it. Well, here's the here's the the last thing I'll say before before we finish. Um, all you have to do, all, all you have to do, you have to promise me that you'll come back on um, in uh, 10, 12 years, however long, whatever, five years, I don't know, um, and, and give us an update and um, and let us know how it's going because um, I really appreciate it. I think it's a little bit, it's obviously a little bit different to bring someone one on who's, um, who's an MBA candidate, um, but you and I talked about it and I was like, I think it would be perfect. I think our listeners would, um, would really benefit from hearing your story because I think there's so many um, more out there like you who are, who maybe just need that little push and, and maybe they, they hear from you and they hear your voice and they're like, oh yeah, I can do it too. Thanks, Shannon. And, um, and so I just want to thank you so much. Will you promise me you'll come back on? Yes, of course. And I just, I mean, I think that there's such a connection between our discipline and a business program that I think it's really doable for people. I think it's a really fun experience. And so I don't want to deter anyone from doing this. I think it's all positives and... um I don't know. I, I'm just so thankful that that this happened. And I'm really just, you know, I hope that I, when I come back in five, 10 years, I'll have this incredible career and I can look back and say it wouldn't have happened without, you know, our PTA and Orphala. <laughs> there you go. Right on. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Shannon. Um, you know that I'm, I'm always in your corner and, and here for you. And, um, and can be a caddy if you need a caddy or 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 whatever. So uh, thanks so much, um, and uh, hope to see you soon. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, see ya. Bye.